Podcast 81. Yeah. Rolling right along here. I'm going solo for now. I may have uh, Doc join me, Dr. Stu. Uh, a couple of guys might join me tomorrow night. <laughs> Some new guys. I, this is turning into like uh, Robbie's Variety Hour here with all the different guests. I guess, uh, you know, that makes it more fun. So we could, uh, you know, be like a Rob, Rob the Dark Sider talk radio. Anyway, this is the Fake Spike Podcast. We are on episode 81. Happy recap for you this week with the New York Jets as the Mike White era begins. And <laughs> someone wrote that the other day, the Mike White era begins. And I said, there's no Mike White era. And I might have been wrong. <laughs> I might have been wrong. Um, Mike, Mike White, you know, I, I know it's a bad defense. It's, you know, uh, it's just an improvement over Zach Wilson, all the things people want to say to take away from it. But I don't care. I mean, there's a lot more bad defenses in the league than there are good ones. If you can make a bad defense look like that, you know, with, with it's 80%, an 80% completion rate and throw all those touchdowns and hit these guys in stride and have all these guys actually, you know, utilize their skills, then you'll be able to do that against good defenses too. You know, maybe, maybe instead of winning 31 to 10 and going 22 of 28 for 315, he goes, he goes, you know, 17 for 27 with 250 and two touchdowns, you know, against a, a, a decent defense and against a, a really good defense. Maybe he'll go, you know, maybe he'll, he'll, he'll hit 60% instead. You know, let's, let's say uh, 18 for, 30, I think that's 60%, right? 18 for 30 for 200 yards and a touchdown, okay? I would take that, and assuming the running game's working. You know, so he's not going to be like he was the other day all the time, but this is now the second time he's played like that, and he looked like that in the Colts game last year before he got hurt. I mean, he drove the Jets down the field, looked very smooth, hitting guys in stride, and, and you know, he had that bad game against Buffalo. I'm not going to make excuses for him. It was a really bad game. Um, he was probably a little overwhelmed with how good the Bills' defense was last year. I don't think it's as good this year. Uh, the Bills have, have looked very ordinary for the past month now. I've seen NFL teams do this. We've all seen it, where a team starts out great, gets bad, and goes in the tank. Starts out great, gets bad, and suddenly turns it on in the playoffs, and suddenly you know that little lull didn't matter. Um, I don't know which of those the Bills will be, but they have looked very ordinary lately. I hope they continue to look ordinary till next weekend. Not this coming weekend, but the one after. So. Because that's when the Jets played them again. So, uh, anyway, what was I saying? Okay, so Mike White had that one really bad game against the Bills. Four interceptions. I don't think he had a touchdown. Uh, he didn't look great. Uh, I think he was also playing hurt, but whatever. No excuses. Bad game, and bad games happen. So, let's just say Mike White is good. He's not great. I'm, I'm not saying he's not great. I'm saying let's just say he's not great. Maybe, maybe the guy's great. You know, Kurt Warner came off stocking shelves. You know, and listen, I, I will, I don't, I'm not a Kurt Warner fan at all. I think Kurt Warner was a product of his talent. You know, if he played indoors with all top talent, he looked great. Okay, great. He was good enough to be able to do that because look at Zach Wilson, what he's doing with with talent. So it doesn't mean you're not good. But but to, to think Kurt Warner was this all time great quarterback, I just don't see it. You know, he when he went to the Giants, he was he was pretty ordinary. He went to the Cardinals and had this you know, this the second version of the of the greatest show on turf with Fitzgerald and and Bolden and 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 he looked great again, and then he was ordinary again. So Kurt Warner, very good quarterback. If you're going to tell me Mike White turns into Kurt Warner, even though I I don't like Kurt Warner and I and I think he's completely overrated, I will take that all day because that gives us. 
basically what we need in this system. Everything I've been reading is that the Jets do not need a top quarterback. It would be nice to have one, but you don't need one in this system. You just need a guy who's going to distribute the ball, be accurate, and and quote-unquote manage the game. Now, game manager has, has taken on a bad connotation, almost like a guy's just not good enough to put the team on his back. But I think in, a, in an offense like the Jets and a lot of NFL teams today, especially when when so many young players come into the league and can't do it you know all these quarterbacks are thrown into the fire immediately i think a game manager may not be a bad thing in the jets situation so if mike white can be a game manager quote unquote game manager meaning he's going to take what the defense gives him he's going to he's going to have the off he's going to run the offense the way he needed to and and be you know um, not conservative but careful Careful with the ball. Protect the ball and and give his team a chance to win. So the defense keeps him in it, and his talent, you know, the talent around him can can rise up. I'm all for that. I'll take that in a heartbeat. If he can be better than that, then that's even better. So let's say Mike White is somewhere between the four interception bomb against Buffalo last year and the two monster games he's had in his other full games with um against uh, Cincinnati and then this past weekend, excuse me, against the Bears. Okay. Obviously, he's not what he was in those two games. Nobody is. They're not even not even Brady and Manning were like that. Even in Brady's best, I mean, uh, Manning's best year or Brady's best year, they weren't eighty percent with, with you know with doing what they did there. I mean, they were pretty close. But I'm not going to assume Mike White's going to be that. Let's assume Mike White, Mike White is somewhere in between. And if Zach Wilson never gets his job back, and the Jets end up giving Mike White the job. Let's say Mike White is that. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you take that? A guy. I mean, look at how good that offense looked the other day. Now, I was the first to say that you know he's he's not going to be great, but he's better than Zach Wilson and blah blah blah. But this offense looked like it was humming. It was so smooth. He's hitting guys in stride. And 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 the joke I've been making all week, which is not even a joke, it's fact. Um, Mike White hit more guys in stride on the first drive than Zach Wilson has in his career, right? That sounds like, you know, like a Rodney Dangerfield kind of joke, but it's it's actually true. I mean, think back and and really think hard. What, what, how often, even when Zach Wilson was going well, maybe the Pittsburgh game, but even when Zach Wilson was going well, when did he ever hit guys in stride where they didn't have to, you know, at least like catch the ball and fall down? Like, I'm not saying bad throws, but hitting in stride. I mean, this guy was hitting wide open receivers in stride. Now, some people will say that, Okay, well, he can hit wide open receivers. Can anybody do that? <laughs> well, no. Well, no. Um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a statement like that, then you should really understand football. Okay, I don't want to sound like a snotty guy who's saying, "Hey, you need to understand football." You don't understand football, but quarterback goes into his, goes steps back and reads through the progressions, and th- these things have to be instantaneous, split second, within two seconds. He needs to have gone through two or three different progressions to say, hey, I'm going to throw it here. I'm not going to throw it here. I'm not going to throw it here. Boom, there's my guy. And that takes maybe two seconds, okay? Because in the NFL, everything happens so quick. You you, you play enough. You, you go through enough practice. You work on your plays enough. You recognize when a guy's open. And open in the NFL to you and me in the schoolyard – you know, we we we're used to seeing a guy open by five feet, six feet. And in the NFL, it could be it could be a foot, it could be inches. You know, Mike White managed to find these guys when they were open. Now Zach Wilson had that opportunity too, but a, a combination of him not 
staying in the pocket and him breaking the pocket and having things get chaotic and, and taking too long. So because, again, and the NFL is very, very fast. A guy is open for a split second. You have to hit him. He's not going to stay open. This, it, it's not like it's not like us in the schoolyard when we were kids where you had the fastest kid would always be open or, you know, you got guys who can't keep up with some of the kids and, and a kid would make a cut and, 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 you know, what we call it, faking them out of his shoes and then he'd be completely open. It's not like that in the NFL most of the time. Open is you have a half step on the guy and you got to get the ball in there, right? Zach Wilson was so overwhelmed between trying to wonder whether he could stay in the pocket and and or break the pocket and having to hit these receivers that that he lost his window of opportunity a lot of times. So when it seems like a receiver's not open or you, you you hear people say that receivers are not open, they actually were open for the amount of time they needed to be open for a quarterback to hit them. Zach Wilson never made it through those progressions. If you watch a lot of different breakdowns on YouTube, You'll see that sometimes, on rare occasions, the receivers were not open. On most most of the time, though, Zach Wilson never saw a guy off to the side who was wide open. And Mike White is confident in the pocket. His you could see the difference with the line. And now I, it, I I've been saying for a few weeks now that I'm tired of hearing this crap about the line because the line played plays well enough that Zach Wilson has has time. He just doesn't trust the pocket. He doesn't know how to stay in the pocket. He's not a good pocket passer. He breaks the pocket and runs out, or he takes too long. These guys, again, NFL goes at light, lightning speed. You cannot protect for three, four, five seconds on a regular basis. It just doesn't work that way. It only works that way when the Jets are trying to get to the quarterback. Not so much this year, thank God, but there have been plenty of times where quarterbacks against the Jets had three, four, five seconds to throw. In reality, it doesn't work like that. And Zach Wilson was breaking things too quick, wasn't finding his receivers. He's just not ready. Okay, I'm not going to knock Zach Wilson. He's just not ready. And I think that is proven by the fact that Mike White went in there and took the exact same team and made it look like <laughs> made it look like the, like the Niners in the 80s. I mean, these guys were, were open by three and four yards because you know he, he was hitting them in stride. And, and now with the offensive talent the Jets had, one of the things we talked about in the preseason was that the Jets finally had enough offensive talent that they couldn't double team anybody, right? So you got Elijah Moore, and I mean Corey Davis was back. I'm sure that helped a bit, but you know Elijah Moore, you got Garrett Wilson, who's great. You got these running backs. You have two tight ends. They finally used the two tight end sets, and I've seen a couple of articles about well, Mike White finally opened it up. No, Mike White finally had the chance to. He couldn't do that with Zach Wilson. You know he dumbed that playbook down so much, and this is another thing I've discussed on here is he dumbed that playbook down so much that it was pass on first down, run on second down, third and eight. And I, and, and I wondered a couple of weeks ago whether 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 LaFleur, did I say Mike White a couple of seconds ago? I might have. LaFleur. Um, Lef, I wondered whether LaFleur was just an idiot or if he just did not trust his quarterback. And I think we, we affirmatively, firmly, firmly, firmly have our answer now. The playbook was opened up a bit. Some of the trick plays they tried to run, these little gadget plays, didn't work at all. I think the Jets lost yards on a lot of them. But you have a quarterback who stays in the pocket, doesn't run at all. He, I mean, he stayed back there, went through his stuff, and never left the pocket. He got sacked a couple of times, but that's going to happen. But he trusted his guys. He stayed in the pocket. He found open receivers much of the time. And the Jets are finally, at least in this game, finally able to take advantage of the fact that they have multiple offensive weapons because now they can't cover everybody. These guys are open and, and they can run plays that, that an NFL quarterback can run. And, and again, I'm trying not to knock Zach Wilson here. It's not necessarily fair. Um, you know, him being a big baby is a whole other thing, but Zach Wilson is just not ready to play at this level. And 
I, you know, I, I was on the fence wondering about that the last few weeks, but I mean, you, you can't argue this anymore. You just can't. There's no, there's no question whatsoever that Mike White is, is an NFL quarterback, whether or not, you know, he's going to be a really good one and be our guy remains to be seen, but he can play in the NFL. Zach Wilson is not able to play in the NFL right now. The game is too fast for him. He is too he is too fidgety and and, and uh, not sketchy, skittish. That's the word I'm looking for. Too fidgety and skittish in the pocket, and he cannot he can't hang in there long enough to get things done. He doesn't go through his progressions. He needs a lot of work. He's a project quarterback. So, you know, what do you do with Wilson? You got two years left on his deal after this one. Uh, you'll need to make a decision on him at the end of next year, which is going to be tough. So, basically, at this point now, the Jets have painted themselves into a good corner, right? They've painted themselves into a good corner where they are going to have to admit that the second pick of the 2021 draft is not currently doing what they expect him to do. I'm not going to say bust. I'm just not going to say that until he really is a bust. Thus far, excuse me, thus far, yes, he's a bust, but he's not a bust until he is a bust. Right now, he's just, you know, he's riding the pine, so to speak. So the Jets have painted themselves to the point where now they need to give Mike White a shot. Mike White. Yo, Mike White. They need to give Mike White a shot, and he's in there until he basically gives the job up. That's the way I would do it. And I'm hoping the Jets look at it the same. I think they do. Um, I, I don't think this team that's made so many smart decisions over the past few months is going to say, all right, well, we, we're so stubborn that we're going to sacrifice the team to, to, to try and prove our point. I, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I, 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 you know, in retrospect, you know, what is it? What's the expression? Um, hindsight is 2020, you know, in retrospect, the Jets brass probably wished they had a way to be able to take Zach Wilson out, um, earlier. You know, I've been saying for weeks now that, that, that his performance won't be what gets him out of there. Uh, it'll it'll most likely be either an injury or like an, a, a performance so bad that you can't deny it anymore. And he kind of came close with the Patriots, but I still think if it wasn't for his attitude, Zach Wilson would have been in there on Sunday against the Bears. It's, it would have been his job. They have to, you know, going back to the second pick thing, the Jets have to give every possible opportunity to make that pick work. You can't just give up on the guy unless you have to. And hopefully, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, that's me knocking on wood, uh, Mike White will make that decision easy for them, but I, I don't think it was um, I don't think it was an easy one where the Jets were like, uh, all right, screw this guy, we have to get rid of Zach Wilson. I think they needed a legitimate reason to say he needs to sit, he needs to work, um, he needs to work hard, he needs to really get where he needs him to be. That may not happen in games, and that little hissy fit he threw gave them everything they needed to do. It, it was I think it was an easy call after that. So the Jets now have a quarterback. They're going to have to ride him until he shows he's not the quarterback because, you know, I mean, this team, this the, the offense loved this guy. They loved him. You can see how much they love playing with him, how excited they were, jumping all over each other on every touchdown. Um, you know, the defense, even, you know, I, I think I heard a comment from Sauce Gardner that, um, you know, they weren't used to being on the sidelines for that long because they were always back in so quick. But think about this, okay? Here's one thing that I have not seen too many people mention, at least not in depth. The Jets started off the game very poorly on defense, and that's happened a couple of times. It happened last week against against New England. Happened again this week, uh, one or two other times. Not maybe not to the same extent, but that's now two games in a row where the Jets' defense started out pretty poorly, and uh, and ended up bouncing back. But look at what happened this week. Last week it was a struggle the whole way through. Right, it was three three. You know, through most of the game, they lose on a last second um, punt return. Right, the defense had to had to 
be out there full throttle busting their asses the whole time. They didn't have they didn't have the opportunity to 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 really rest or or do anything other than get out there and, and hold it down again, and then you know get the quarterback saying, "Well, I didn't let them down." Damn right, you did let them down, right? Okay, we don't need to rehash that again. But look what happened this week, right? Jets get out, get the ball first. They go down and score on the first drive. Made it look easy. Made it look easy. The Jets had scored three points on opening drives all season in total. Three points in total. They scored seven on that one drive. It's the first time they scored a touchdown all season long in their opening drive. So, boom. Defense comes out. Not great. Gives up Gives up a field goal coming down. Jets go down. They punt. Bears run right over the Jets. And now it's 10-7, okay? If Zach Wilson was in there or, or anybody who wasn't doing the job, the defense would have had a lot of pressure on it. But, no, the Jets get the ball. They march right down the field. Boom. Touchdown, right? So, now the defense, you know, it was a nice long drive, too. The defense is like, okay, we're rested. We actually have a shot here. We don't have any pressure to to, to get out there and shut these guys down on every play. We, we're going to we not can play loose. We can play free. And look what happened. They shut the Bears down for the rest of the game for the most part. With the exception of the last drive when uh, you know, when TJ Mosley intercepted the ball, the Bears were driving a bit by then. By then, though, it was 31 to 10. No one cared. But the point I'm trying to make is that the is that Mike White is not only benefiting the offense, and it's it's a hell of a benefit. Look at those guys jumping around, happy, thrilled, and uh he's benefiting the defense. It's it's huge. I mean, it's this this really gets everyone happy, excited, whatever. The, the team, the fans, I mean, the fans are are over the moon, except for Except for a few people who just will not admit that that you know this is a better move for the Jets at the moment. Um, I, I, I again, I, I was wrong. <laughs> I said the guy is there's no Mike White era. Um, the way he played the other day, which is now the second time he's done that, uh, it, that means he's not a complete fluke. He still may not be great. He still may not be the franchise guy we're looking for. But you know there there is there are some signs that he could be uh, you know a long term solution here or at least a mid term solution. You just never know. I'm not ready to, to anoint him as the guy yet, but I'm also not where I was last week, which was like, all right, well, he's going to be in there for a couple of games, and and once he fails, Zach Wilson's back in. I don't I don't think Wilson sees the field this year unless White gets hurt or you know, or somehow just turns turns into a pumpkin after all. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the game, a little bit more in depth. Uh, Jets came out took the seven nothing lead immediately, which was nice to see. I've already ta- touched on this. I won't harp on it, but you get, you get, you know, and and then you know, I, I already talked about the back and forth. It was ten, it was seven nothing, and seven three, and then ten seven Bears, and and then the Jets took the lead, and then and they took that lead until you know late second quarter. They kicked the field goal at halftime, right, right before halftime, and and, and again, this 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 is this is why I continue to learn, and I love to learn because I I'm so sure of myself. I'm like, oh, you gotta go for it on fourth down here. It's you know 15 seconds left in the half, whatever it is. You can't punt, you don't want to punt the ball away. You can't try a field goal. You give them the ball here. Go for it on fourth down, and then and then you know get get. Either, I forget if there were no timeouts or whatever it was. I wanted them to go for it on fourth and two from the 40 yard line, wherever they were. I, I wanted them to go for go for go for it. Get the first down. Run the clock down. Kick the field goal then. So uh, I figured a 57-yard field goal in the rain, they weren't going to make it. I was screaming at the TV when they set up for the field goal. And, you know, before they set up for the field goal, they looked like they were going for it. I was happy, but they were only trying to draw the Bears off. And then, you know, Zerloin makes the field goal. And I was like, holy crap. Now, you know, nobody's mentioned this at all. Nobody. But I think I think that field goal energized the Jets like 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 crazy. I mean, they, they kick the field goal. They go into the half with the 17-10 lead. 
And then, um, you know, they come out and they, they basically the third quarter, the Jets blew the doors off the Bears. They blew the game open, wide open. And then, uh, you know, they took the fourth quarter off for the most part. But that was, you know, that, that, that field goal really, really did a lot to, to help the Jets you know, help the Jets' psyche, so to speak. I mean, I may be overstating it, but I think Salah having the balls to do that, and, and this is where I'm saying, like, I learn is is I was I, I was playing it safe, and I, I don't like playing it safe. I, I like to I like to try and jam it down their throats. Uh, I was playing it safe. Go for it. Don't give them the ball back. Get the two yards. Blah blah blah. He proved me wrong, and and I'm sure somebody on that sideline was like, I don't know about this, but that decision. And the made field goal, so credit to Zerloin. But that made field goal, I think, I think did a lot for the Jets going into the going into the locker room, knowing the Bears were getting the ball in the second half. The defense hadn't yet really, you know, and I mean they'd solidified in the second half, in the second quarter, obviously, because it was they held the Bears with no points. But um, or maybe maybe it wasn't no points. Maybe the Bears scored their um scored their seven in the second quarter. I think they did. I think the Bears scored in the second quarter. So the defense hadn't yet really completely settled in. And this field goal, instead of going into the half with, you know, with a 14-10 lead with the Bears getting the ball and, and the opportunity to, to potentially take the lead, they, they, they kind of go into the locker room saying, oh, man, look at this. We put up 17 points in the first half. Look at that field goal, 57 yards in the rain. And boom, I think that energized everybody. The Jets came out in the third quarter and just and, and looked great. It just kind of smoked the Bears from there. And that, you know, the, and that was your game there. It was 31 to 10 at the end of the third quarter. And, and the Bears weren't coming back from that. I mean, they're, they're not a good team. I get it. They're not, they're not a great team. The Jets should have beaten them. Yes, I'm one of, one of my friends in Chicago. Sean O, if you ever listen to this, um, said this this was a loss for the Jets because they should have won by more. But <laughs> I know he was joking because the Bears are bad. So the point I'm trying to make is that the is that the you know the, the Jets should have beaten the Bears and they did beat the Bears. But it was it was you know it was 31 to 10 at the end of the third quarter. It could have been worse. And you know the Jets took care of the business they needed to take care of. So. The Jets now head to Minnesota this weekend. So the Jets have six games left, right? Seven and four. They currently are in the wild card, um, in a wild card spot. So if the season ended today, the Jets are in the playoffs, which I got to tell you, man, it feels good to have something to care about in December. Much <laughs> forget no December. It felt good to have something to, to think about in November. When was the last time the Jets had a legitimate game that mattered? even in November, but let's just say December. It was 2015, right? 2015, when the last time they beat the Patriots, they beat them in overtime, they went to Buffalo the next week and winning in, and of course they didn't get it done. Um, that was the last time. So seven years, seven years. Think about seven years, right? If you're, if, you're, if you're my age, right? I'm in my 50s. If you're my age, seven years may not be that much. I mean, you live through, I've lived through 40 plus years of following the team. It's not It's not that much, but think about it, right? My, my kids were were are 15 and going on 13 now they were they were they were eight and six right think about that eight and six you the the jets not the jets but the nfl right players most players don't have long careers so who how many of the current players that that are stars let's talk about some of the stars right some of the really big stars in the league how many of them were around in 2015 of course brady was he was around in 1915 but think about it patrick mahomes he wasn't in the league in 2015 right Justin Herbert wasn't in the league. Tua wasn't in the league. Daniel Jones wasn't in the league. Not that he's a big star, but I'm just going through guys randomly, right? Jalen Hurts wasn't in the league. 
Aaron Rodgers was in the league, of course, but but I mean, this is this is how long seven years is. Most of running, there have been running backs who have come and gone in those seven years. Wide receivers have gotten old in those seven years, right? Quarterbacks have have gotten old in those seven years. Seven years. I think you get my point, right? Seven years is a really long time in football, and it's been seven years since the Jets had anything to play for in December. It feels good, man. It feels good. You know, for the last three or four years, like no joke, I, I was rooting for the Jets to lose because we needed a quarterback and I wanted the draft pick, and they were so bad that there was a legit shot at the first pick. I mean, they blew it each year, but the, but the point is, is it by November – October half the time, but let's say November, I was already debating whether I wanted him to lose for the draft pick or whether I wanted him to win because I want to see a win. And it took away from watching from watching the Jets because I, I literally did not want him to win a lot of the time. So I would sit and watch things happen and be like, yes, and be like, but wait a second, I don't want him to win. That that is just yeah. That, that, that stuff is gone now, and, and it feels so good to be in the third quarter and looking at the clock, and then you get into the fourth quarter and saying, all right, all you got to do now is take some time off the clock and put it in, and, 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 and this game is over. I mean, it feels good to be thinking about that stuff again instead of just, just existing, and that's what we, we Jet fans have done for the past seven years is just exist, and that's, you know, it, it's a joke, but it's not a joke that, like, our Super Bowl is the draft, and it's true. It's true. For seven years, all we've done is say, we need a quarterback so bad, let's just get in the top five or top pick or whatever and make sure we get a quarterback, and that's 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 what it is. We're, we're the champions of the offseason every year until we're not, but this is the first time in seven years, and before that, before 2015, it was 2010 since we made the playoffs, so and 2015, we didn't even make the playoffs. But but so you're talking once over the last 12 years where we've had something to play for in December. I guess 2011 would count. So let's call it 11 because 2011 we ended up eight and eight. And I think we, I think if I'm not mistaken, we were eight and five. So let's just let's let's just say it's been 11 years. We've had in 11 years we've had one season where stuff mattered in December, just one. And that's you know, it is completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable, but it is what it is. It's done, but it is so, so good to have something to root for now. So the Jets have six games left. Um, I say you go three and three and you get to 10 and seven. Now, a few weeks ago, I thought 10 and seven would get them in. I don't think 10 and seven gets them in now. I really don't. If you give it some thought, the Jets lose the tiebreakers to just about every team in the mix with them, right? They're a game ahead of the Patriots, but they lose a tiebreaker. They're tied with the Bengals and the and the Ravens, but you lose a tiebreaker. And, you know, the teams ahead of them, the Dolphins and the Bills, are arguably better. Um, I, I think the Jets can obviously play with them, but they're arguably better and they're a game ahead. However, the Jets do control their own destiny completely. If the Jets If the Jets win out, Obviously, they make the playoffs, but they win the division no matter what the other teams do because they because winning out would mean they beat Buffalo and Miami again and have the tiebreaker. So if the Jets win out, they 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 win the division. It's not it's not realistic to expect them to be thirteen and four. So three and three gets them to ten and seven, and then they got tiebreaker trouble. So I think the Jets need to go four and two, you know, four and two in order to get into the playoffs. Eleven and six should do it. Um, 10 and seven might, depending what the other teams do, but I don't want to take that chance. I mean, do you want to take that chance that the Jets are 10 and seven and, and hanging on by a thread plus 10 and seven, you know, they're going to sneak in and with the tiebreakers, they're going to be the seventh seed and they're going to, they're going to, who are they going to face, right? They're going to face the second division winner because the chiefs would get the buy. So that would be Miami, um, 
I don't think Baltimore is going to going to catch up. Baltimore and Cincy and uh, Titans. I mean, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to be in that position. I'd I'd love to win the division. And assuming Miami and Buffalo also don't run the table, um, if the Jets can go four and two. If Jets can go five and one, I think they have a good shot at the division, provided those wins are against Miami and Buffalo. Um, in, in fact, five and one, no, that would mean no. Okay, I, I don't think that would actually get them in to uh, win the division for them. I'd have to do some 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 mental calisthenics here, right? If the Jets go five and one, and two of those five wins are against Buffalo and Miami, that means they have at least one loss. Yes, if the Jets go five and one, they win the division. Okay. If they just go four and two to get to 11 and six, I don't think they win the division, but I guess it would be possible provided two of those wins are against Buffalo and Miami. I think three and three, I don't think the Jets get in unless somehow both of those two to three wins are against Buffalo and Miami and they and those guys kind of go in the tank and they end up you know, winning the division at 10 and seven, but I, I don't see it happening. So Minnesota on the road this week, I will be there. All right, my brother and his son and my two sons and a buddy of mine are going. Um, it's my annual road game. I do at least one every year. So I'm, I'm hoping to bring back a win here. But can the Jets beat the Vikings? Sure they could. Will they? I'm not so sure. You know, I'm, I'm not completely sold that Mike White is good enough to go on the road and 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 dominate enough to win. But but I, I can't discount it either. I can't say no. Um I don't think the Vikings are as good as their record, but they are a very good team. So this is a great test for the Jets. Following week is at Buffalo. Can can the Jets beat Buffalo on the road? Sure. Is it likely? I still don't think so. I'm pretty sure the Bills are gonna are gonna you know Bills gonna have t- a, a ten days rest for that. They play in the Patriots this Thursday. I think the Jets go into Buffalo and probably lose that game. But you know you never know. You can hold out some hope. You know then we have Detroit and Jacksonville at home. Okay. Those games must be wins, must be. You do not want to mess around and lose either of those games with, you know, the Jets took care of business against the Bears. You don't want to lose either of those games against teams that are up and coming and pretty good and playing well, but neither of them are good. And they're both at home. You need to, the Jets need to win both games against Detroit and Jacksonville. You just have to, you you can't lose those games. So that, so Assuming they do that, they're at nine wins regardless of what happens in the other four games. Uh, after that, you go to Seattle and Miami to close the season out. That's you know, These are tough games. These are tough, tough games. As good as the Jets are, do I, do I think they're going to they're gonna do any better than splitting on the road in those games? Probably not. So let's say you split two and two, and they take the two they're supposed to. There's your four and two, Jets 11 and six. And um, you know I think 11 and six definitely gets them in. I don't see them being out of the playoffs at 11 and six. And... 11 and six gets them a very outside shot at the division. So, all right, I'm going to call it. It's uh, been great. Uh, I will be back later in the week, probably tomorrow. Well, I mean, there's no times. Times don't matter, right? I mean, it's all recorded. Wednesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday as, I, as I'm doing this. I'll be back uh, recording Wednesday. I believe I will have two new guests uh, who have been talking about getting on for a year. Pat, Barry and Phil, you hear that? So uh, I will be back later in the week for sure, regardless of whether I do it with those guys or I do a preview show. But it will be before Friday because Friday I fly out to Minnesota. All right, so Fake Spike Podcast out. Go Jets. Talk to you later in the week.